Greetings. My name is Linda Talaferro, and this is the Being Brown at Work podcast. I help Black and Brown female professionals confidently and expertly navigate the corporate world so that they can reach new career heights and establish their seat at the table. So whether you're kicking off a new career, leaning in a new direction, or looking to climb the corporate ladder within your current job, I'm here to propel your career forward by giving you an insider's look at cultivating an executive mindset, creating leadership opportunities, establishing an executive presence, and more. So join me every week as I guide you towards becoming a leader in the corporate world and show you how to step into your true power and potential. Greetings. Greetings, everyone. It is Being Brown at Work Live. And I have to say, I have missed you because I've been on vacation the past two Tuesdays and I wasn't live. So hopefully you've missed me. And I am so excited to get right back in with another phenomenal woman that agreed to be a guest. So, you know, we've been doing those throwbacks the past couple of Tuesdays. So now we're going to get right back into some live, extremely valuable content tonight. So let's jump right in. Vani Rao is a director leading the office of the chief information officer of an industry leading privately held financial group. She is a business focused leader known for developing high performing teams. With over 25 years of experience, Vani is a versatile collaborator who possesses strategic and tactical acumen, business and technical savvy to partner with key business and information technology leaders to enable businesses to achieve their strategic goals. Vani is passionate about mentoring and feels that mentoring as her way of giving back to the community. She primarily focuses on minority and immigrant women and men, and particularly who are the first in their families to go to college. Vani holds a BA in mathematics and information systems from Hood College and an MA in computer science from Wayne State University. Welcome, Vani, to Being Brown at Work Live. Thank you very much, Linda. Um, Good evening uh, to those uh, of you who are watching, have joined, but I am honored and glad to be part of this. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Vani and I go back a few years, met at uh, the previous company that she was at, and um, have stayed connected and graced me with the willingness to be a guest on this show. And as you guys have already seen, the title is The Value of Mentorship, something that's so extremely critical to people's careers. And, and Vani, I think, you know, a lot of times they don't understand the value of it, especially throughout a career. A lot of people think of mentorship in the early parts of the career, right? But not sustaining it throughout. You're passionate about mentorship. Tell us why. Why is that a passion of yours? So I have to go back several decades. Um, when I started out in my career a couple of decades ago, fresh college grad, an immigrant to boot, I had no connections in the workplace Mm. or outside. I didn't know anything about mentors, coaches, or even sponsors. Um, There were no women resource groups, no mentoring circles at my workplace. So it took me years to learn about mentors and the benefits that they bring in. 
right? So mm-hmm. I came to understand the value of mentors, I want to say several years into my career. And I said, you know, I realized how important that is. And that's when I started, um, when I attained a certain position, I said, this is what I'm going to do. I am going to be part of mentoring circles or individual mentoring mm-hmm. uh, as a way of giving back. Giving uh, back. Yeah. So, Vonnie, you know, let's talk a little bit about your experience coming in when we didn't have, you know, like you said, women resource groups and it wasn't the thing, you know, years ago. Or if it was, it may have been because you weren't exposed to it, right? Having access to that information and that knowledge, being an immigrant woman, a, a woman of color. So throughout your career or early on, did you get a, a mentor? Were you, how did that happen for you early on in your career? So eventually, you know, I would reach out to people uh, ah, okay. and have conversations. Uh, I would look for people who share the same values as me, you know, honest, okay. can be trusted, uh, yeah. willing to embark on a relationship, you know, it's a long-term relationship. So I reached out to people and people who have made it, you know, achieved some personal and career goals in their lives okay. uh, and, and asked them whether they'd be willing to talk to me. I would may not necessarily say be my mentor, but right. are you willing to speak with me? But the relationship ah. is indeed mentorship, right? Sure, uh, yes. And, and I just didn't focus on just, you know, female mentors, male oh. mentors as well. And some of the male mentors turned out to be my strongest uh, sponsors at some oh, point. Oh, wow. So, you know, okay. I attribute some of my promotions to them. Um, so, yeah. Uh, so it's that's how it is, like, reached out, had conversations, initially informal, but one-on-one, but nevertheless, right? And more yeah. than one, more than one mentor. I was going to ask you, yeah, I was going to ask you, how many have you had or do you have today? I want to say it, I have about five today. Wow. Over a period of okay. time for various okay. things, right? For various yes. things. I gain something from everyone uh, mm. because of their specialty. I have a, a friend and mentor who is uh, in HR. She has wide and deep experience. She brings to bear a lot of lessons learned throughout her career that I mm. that she shares with me, right? Uh, answers questions, advices, and so on. Um, people who have been in different industries, not mm-hmm. necessarily IT. So right. I get a v- wide variety of mentors and, and I leverage each of their skill sets and expertise. Wow. You know, I think that's extremely important. I think that's some valuable uh, nugget right there is to not be tunnel visioned when you're looking for that relationship connection that can grow into mentorship, right? So you spread yourself out like you're in IT, but yet you have a mentor that's in HR. And I'm sure you probably have a mentor that might be in finance or to your point, a totally different industry that you're in. Such value from getting a broad perspective, right? Would you not say? And and experiences. Absolutely. Yes. And so, um, Vonnie, you know, as you've been thinking about the fact that you wanted mentorship to be your way of giving back, why don't talk a little bit about the mentee-mentor relationship? So what responsibilities do you hold as a mentor and what responsibilities does the mentee hold? 
first of all, I mean, so we probably need to so- talk about what mentorship is not, right? To ah. arrive at that. Oh, I love it. Okay, yeah. So mentorship is not a therapy session, right? Mm. Mentorship is not where you get prescriptive responses or direction to your challenges. It's not something that you take lightly. It's it's a two-way street. Yes. So those are the important things that mentors and mentees need to keep in mind, right? I love it. You know, yeah, Bonnie, I don't mean to interrupt you, but I want to repeat that again because I think that was so beautiful. And I think that those are some valuable nuggets. Mentorship is not a therapy session. Mentorship is not where you get prescriptive solutions to your problems. And mentorship is a two-way street. It's not just one. That was worth repeating. That was great, Bonnie. Go ahead. You were going to offer some more. So going back to that, so what should we look at? It's a long-term commitment. It's accessibility of the mentor, Mm. like being available. Mm -hmm. That is critically important. It's also, um, it behooves uh, for the mentor to sort of set certain guidelines, what's expected of the mentee, and the mentee to come prepared with what the goals are. Oh, yes. 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 I don't think people often think about a mentorship relationship requiring goals. I, I love that. I just entered into one and, and we talked about that our first session. What are your expectation? What are the goals? So I love that. I love that. Yeah. And so it's setting up some goals, some guardrails, uh, mm-hmm. cadence in meeting, mm-hmm. uh, touching base regularly. Well, a mentor sometimes can help see through some personal challenges, but mostly it's business, right? So a dialogue, mm-hmm. uh, it's honest and frank dialogue uh, and feedback from the mentee, sort of a checkpoint to say, am I, for, as a mentor, am I doing what I'm supposed to be doing to help yes. you move forward? So those yeah. things are critically important as well. Yeah. And and Bonnie, let's talk a little bit about, I mean, you just mentioned, you know, possibly some personal things, but it's mostly business. But we do know that, you know, that there's a soft side to business, right? The interpersonal skills piece. And a lot of times that can be, you know, uncomfortable to get the feedback on or uncomfortable to share. So how critical is it? I mean, you just mentioned honesty and openness. How critical is it in your mind? Well, Well, let me just ask you this. Define to me what you see the good qualities of a mentor are. I think that's where we'll go. Yes. What are the qualities of a good mentor? Let's do it that way. Good listener. Aha. Uh-huh. Empathetic. Non-judgmental. Oh. Oh, yes. And realize that you are there to provide some kind of support to your mentee, but not again set their direction, not prescriptive. Aha, aha. That's where the, the, I think those two go together, being non-judgmental and not prescriptive, right? I mean, we could believe or think that somebody should do something in a prescribed way because we have done that as a mentor, but it, it worked for us because of who we are. It may not necessarily work for them. So I love that. 
piece of not being prescriptive. Absolutely. I think that's extremely important. See, you can share your experiences. So that's one benefit, right, that you bring as a mentor. You can share your experiences so people don't, or lessons learned. As human beings, we make mistakes, mm. right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So lessons learned and share that with your mentor. But that, the way you approached certain things may not be the right approach for that mentee, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, perhaps changes may have to be made, but nevertheless, it's sharing of knowledge, uh, lessons learned yes. from your experiences. Yes, absolutely. So Vanya, I want to dig into a piece that I know around this subject that I know exists and is more prevalent for women and more prevalent for women of color as a whole. So our audience is women and our audience is consists of women of color. And that's accessibility, right? I mean, how were you successful? And maybe you can give, you know, maybe some of your experiences, because especially because you, like I, are focused in on minorities and immigrants that may not have that accessibility to a person that has made it or achieved a certain role and they want to establish a relationship with them that could lead to mentorship. One, they could be fearful, imposter syndrome, oh, that person won't talk to me. Or frankly, there just could be that roadblock. How you have yourself overcome that accessibility challenge? You're talking about accessibility as in being available? No. No. Access to the individual. Oh. Having access, accessibility to individuals like some of the gentlemen that were your mentors that ended up opening doors for you for promotions. Sometimes women and women of color in particular don't have that access to certain individuals who would be great mentors. How did you overcome that? It is a fear of rejection, right? Mm, What if I reach out and that person says no? Well, it's also the aspect of getting out of your comfort zone. So what if that person says no? No. At least you've tried. Yeah. And but what I have noticed is that most human beings are quite comfortable in responding positively and saying, yes, I do not mind talking to you. So it's just that getting over that initial fear of rejection or fear of someone saying, I don't want to deal with you. I'm, I have no time for that. If you can get past that, I think the rest is easy. You do oh. do it a couple of times, yes. it becomes quite easy. Quite easy. Yes, Bonnie. And, and you touched on something that I often talk about, and that says we can kind of get in our own way, right? We put those thoughts in our head that, oh, he wouldn't talk to me, or she's not going to have time, or yes, the fear of rejection, which some people do say no. And it could be because they don't have the time or they know themselves that they're not mentor type material, you know, may not have anything to do with you as an individual. So I'm so glad you, you, you shared your thoughts on that because I find, I find quite often you're right. Most human beings, nine times out of 10, one loves sharing things about themselves and want to help, want yeah. to extend that helping out. So, you know, um, this always happens as we're going into these conversations. And I want to make sure there's enough time for you to give, Vani, to our listeners, maybe three to five key either steps. Well, let's start with this. What are some real solid 
reasons that you think women should get out of their comfort zone and really reach out and establish these mentorship relationships be the first question. And then if you could then follow that up with maybe three to five steps that you suggest they take uh, in building a relationship that leads to mentorship. So the first part, right? Uh, why should you uh, reach out and establish mentor relationships, right? Learn from others, mm. right? People have been there, done that. And if they're willing to share those experiences, you don't have to make the same mistakes over again. They say it's, you know, the, the chances of or likelihood of uh, getting a promotion is higher, especially in a workplace. Mm. Mentors sometimes become your champions or your sponsors yes. as well. Yes. So that relationship changes. They also help you increase your confidence, mm. right? Yes. So one of the things I said, right, earlier on when we were chatting, um, you know, I'm quite comfortable speaking in public, but social media is something that I'm not quite comfortable. And I said, I'm glad you did that because I consider you as one of my mentors, right? So, <laughs> so, so I'm glad you, you reached out to me and you pulled me out of that discomfort to more of a comfort. So it's not bad at all. Right. I'm sure I'll do this again. So getting us out of those uh, situations. Yeah. Um, help us with leadership skills. Mm. That development is an ongoing journey. It's never Absolutely. a destination. Right. Absolutely. You're constantly learning. Help us with uh, enhancing our leadership skills. So those are some of the things that mentors bring. Right. Yes. And from a company or organization perspective, right, lots of studies have been done, uh, how it improves the culture. It creates a pipeline of talent, mm -hmm. especially female pipeline, if you are is, uh, focused on that. And they say leadership, uh, you know, if you have women in leadership positions, it really impacts the bottom line positively, yes. right? Yes. yes employee retention. So many studies have been done on that. These days, diversity and inclusion, it's front and center, helps promote that. So those are you know, some of the benefits of, of yes. coaching individually and then in, in a corporate group setting. If there's three to five specific steps that you found valuable when you were creating your mentorship relationship that you'd like to share with our audience. So I would list out sort of what, where I needed help, mm. which areas, you know, I needed help and list out people who are probably in that, uh, who can be in a position to help me out, sort of navigate mm. this. Again, they don't have to be formal relationships, informal relationships, right? Right. And then I would reach out to them. Believe it or not, most people, you know, we talked about this, right? The fear right. of being rejected. Most people were more than willing to speak with me. Sure. So we have that initial conversation and I'll say, you know, I, I like what you've done with your career. I like uh, your personal brand, how you deal with people. Is it okay if I periodically reach out to you and, and, and have conversations? Because I think you can add value. Uh, you can help me navigate through the corporate life and so on. So have that frank conversation and it does wonders. So these are the, you know, the steps. 
Yes. And I think you you started with a very critical one and that's listing out the areas, your gaps, the yeah. areas you want to strengthen yeah. and so that you can make sure that there's some intentional back to your earlier point of having goals for the relationship. So yeah. I, I, I like that tremendously. And then making sure that you're not just talking to women and you're not just talking to people in your own field. Uh, you know, there's, there's value in total inclusivity across every area possible. Absolutely. Well, Vani, this has been, like I told you, I knew it was going to be great. I thank you for stepping out of your comfort zone and joining me on social media. Uh, Those of you who joined us, I'd love in the comments, talk about your mentorship relationships. You know, how successful have they been? Have you had some challenges around them? Share in the comments. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, And Vani, definitely, we can give some more information from her perspective. You know, I'll always chime in also. Thank you for joining us, Vani. Again, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. I'm so happy to have you as a guest on Being Brown at Work Live. Linda, thanks for having me. It has been wonderful. Wonderful. I'm so happy to hear that. Take care now. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast, I have so much more to offer you. Book a complimentary call with me at lindatalaferro.com slash free consultation so you can start unapologetically achieving your own professional goals as a woman of color and establish a presence as more than just an employee. Let's go deeper, reach your professional goals and apply this life-changing work to your career and beyond so you can rock your corporate game and get that seat at the table.